Episode 15 of Advancing Quality in Patient Safety, Leading a Successful Hospital Certification Program. That is our topic today as we visit with Paula Bustios, the Quality Program Coordinator with UNM Sandville Regional Medical Center. Paula shares with us insights and guidance on the hospital certification process and uses recent examples as she led her hospital through the bariatric surgery certification. We learn from her the similarities and differences between hospital certification and accreditation, the team you need to assemble when pursuing certification, data abstraction and metrics, and how to engage and facilitate standardization to evidence-based practice. Today's episode is a great one for clinical leaders new to the certification process or hospitals considering certification. Stay with us. Welcome to Advancing Quality in Patient Safety, a podcast by the New Mexico Hospital Association. This podcast highlights member hospital efforts in the fields of quality and patient safety and features insights from clinical experts across our state. This podcast serves the purpose of facilitating shared learning and collaboration across NMHA member hospitals. All right, welcome everybody to episode 15 of Advancing Quality and Patient Safety, a podcast by the New Mexico Hospital Association. My name is Dan Lenari, the Director of Quality and Patient Safety with NMHA and your host for this podcast. So we thank you for, for tuning in again for, for another episode of our podcast series. We are uh, trucking along through season two. We are officially in now. Um, and we encourage you after listening to today's episode to check out some previous ones uh, that are in the Anchor platform under our podcast series. Uh, two most recent ones, just to, to mention those briefly, we had uh, episode 13, we had Marie Cleary Fishman. She is uh, American Hospital Association's Vice President of Clinical Quality. And Marie talked to us about large-scale performance improvement. Uh, so a great conversation around that and her experience and uh, actually happy that Marie will be joining us for uh, NMHA's annual meeting. So we look forward to seeing her again. Uh, episode 14, we had Dr. Robert Underwood. He is the Chief Medical Officer at San Juan Regional Medical Center uh, up in Farmington. And uh, he talked to us about the topic of physician leadership. Uh, so discussion around that. And actually, he uh, is in the process of writing a book on physician leadership. So we were able to uh, kind of align that with uh, some of his recent writing in physician leadership. So uh, check those out after today's episode and all other previous episodes. And uh, before we get started, as always, we like to disclose that today's podcast has been approved for nursing professional development, continuing nursing education. Uh, the New Mexico Hospital Association is an approved provider of nursing professional development, continuing nursing education by New Mexico Nurses Association CNE accredited approver unit. So uh, we are in season two right now. And so uh, towards the end of this year, we will send out another Survey Monkey link uh, to all the folks through the HIN newsletter and various platforms uh, so that folks can uh, fill that link out and get your uh, nursing CEs uh, for that. So similar process that we did uh, for season one earlier in the year. So today's presenter has no conflict of interest to disclose. And today's presenter, today's guest is Paula Bustillos. She is the uh, Quality Program Coordinator at UNM Sandoval Regional Medical Center. Uh, and so she is going to talk to us today about 
the hospital certification process and uh, hospital certification programs. So uh, about a month ago, I had the pleasure of visiting with Paula and uh, her leadership team at UNM Sandoval. And we talked a little bit about this and um, just hearing them talk through their experience with certification programs and, and Paula's leadership through this process, I thought it would be very helpful to have her uh, share with us uh, her insights and experience and, and just kind of walk us through the certification process and, and what that looks like for hospitals. So uh, with that, Paula, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be part of this podcast. Great. So, Paula, I, uh, I gave your title of Quality Program Coordinator at UNM Sandoval, but uh, give us a little bit more about your background that, that has led into your uh, current role with the hospital. Okay. Um, so, I have actually been in the medical field for nine years. Um, all of my nine years have been working in quality. Um, I started by doing concurrent reviews and real-time education for certain core measures. Um, and then from there, I went to becoming an abstractor for core measures. Um, and after doing that for several years and, and knowing how um, to abstract, I have received the opportunity to develop the uh, National, Surgi National Surgical, Surgical uh, Quality um, Improvement Program, also known as NISQIP through the American College of Surgeons. And then uh, with that experience, I brought it here to um, Sandoval Regional Medical Center and uh, we developed a bariatric program and uh, received accreditation for our program also through the American College of Surgeons. Cool, great. So yes, so background in, in core measures and data abstraction and, and all that good stuff. So that's, that's, why, that's why we got you on today, Paula, is to, to share your expertise on that. So, so let's start with um, hospital certification programs. And you mentioned uh, the bariatric surgery one that you just went through recently, but let's back up even further and, and walk us through the basics. So I think obviously most hospitals have to, you know, or all hospitals have to go through accreditation or, or state surveys. Um, right. But talk us through the differences between an accreditation survey and a certification survey or program. Okay, so um, the way I look at them or the way I view the accreditation and certification is a hospital certification program is tailored specifically um, for a program or a specific service line. Um, a hospital accreditation um, impacts the entire hospital, not just a specific area. Um, and you have different standards for each one that you have to follow. That is the similarity that they have between both. Um, if you're looking at a hospital accreditation, you have um, standards that apply for the entire hospital. And then when you're looking at a specific program, um, for example, like the one we did, um, did here for the bariatric, we add standards um, that pertain specifically to the care of a bariatric patient. Gotcha. So those standards, um, traditionally, are, are these standards updated annually? Like, like we see Joint Commission, they're always kind of coming up with different standards in the accreditation process? Is it, is it kind of similar in the certification world as far as, you know, we have to keep up with the standards always changing? Correct. Yes. They, yeah. Yes, it is. And, and through the certification programs, I mean, they try to uh, mirror CMS standards and drink commission, so they kind of do follow um, their standards as well. So as they review and go through different certifications, they do um, decide, oh, well, now we need to make changes to this standard. So just recently, um, through our certification, we went through the old standards and then 
um, I believe in June or July, they made changes and they had a new set of standards that anybody new applying would have to follow the new standards. So they do make changes to them. Gotcha. All right. So let's, um, let's pretend that, um, so I am a hospital. I've never, I have never done any certification process and we're looking to do one. And um, so bring me through the steps of the certification process. How, how do I apply? How do I what does the timelines look like for application to a visit? Just bring me through kind of the, uh, the that overview or summary of those steps. Okay, so um, we started looking into applying, I wanna say in August or September of 18. Okay. Um, so we started by um, assessing the need. We, um, you know, sat down and evaluated the meaning of a certification program. What does it mean for our hospital? Um, what does it mean for our patients? Um, and then from there, we um, developed a plan. Um, how are we going to implement this? Um, what is it going to cost? How much time and effort is it going to take? Who needs to be involved? Um, so once we did all that, we um, developed a team. Um, once we had the team together, um, I reached out to the coordinator through the American College of Surgeons, who is who we got our certification with. And I reached out to our coordinator and said, okay, you know, I think we're ready to apply. What do we need? Um, she opened up the application online. Um, she gave us a month to fill out the application and filling out the application was just, you know, who are we? How many beds are we? What type of hospital are we? Um, and then we did have, they had certain requirements as far as submitting like protocols, pathways, what are you using? So we submitted all that information within the timeline that was given to us, which was a month. Gotcha. Once um, we submit the application, they review it. And if they approve it, then it gets assigned to a surveyor. And then the surveyor reaches out to you to start setting a date and um, for the site visit. Okay. So you said the, the idea started or, or the plan maybe start planning phase started in August of 2018. When did the, uh, I know you did it electronically, but what did the when did the pen on paper per se happen with the with the actually the application? Was that six months later or after? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I believe I submitted the application in either January or February of this year. The application was completed and submitted to them. Gotcha. So it's it's a three three to six months. It sounds like of really planning phases of of making sure that. You know, it's a need for your hospital, need for the community, making sure that you have the resources to do it and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that, that's helpful. I, I just wanted to, to kind of hear you talk through that as far as, you know, timelines of, of if somebody is thinking about a certification, how, well, how much time do they need to give themselves? So, so that's helpful. You talked, right. about, you talked about the team being assembled. Um, so you can, of course, using your example with bariatric surgery certification, but um, maybe more in general. But um, who 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 needs to who needs to be on this team? And as was this team assembled right away? What what does that look like? Bring us through kind of that that assembly of the team. Right. Okay. So the um, the team started off um, very small. It was myself as a coordinator, and then we had. Um, a bariatric surgeon who was um, given the title of the bariatric director who was going to lead the whole thing. So we had myself, we had um, our bariatric director, we had the clinic coordinator, 
originally. That's who our team was. And then as we started looking at the standards and started to see what we need, it's like, okay, well, now we need um, somebody from um, nursing involved. Now we need, you know, the director from pharmacy. We need um, just even director from facilities as in, okay, well, does a bariatric wheelchair fit through this door, you know? So mm-hmm. we started getting more um, people involved, more units, and um, we had support from the execs, um, the executive team. So that was great. And uh, we just developed the team as far as based on the standards, who needs to be involved? What does this standard um, apply to? Okay, it applies to nursing. Okay, our educators, you know, we needed somebody from our education department because we need to make sure we have modules that we're teaching our nurses the um, proper way of handling a bariatric patient. So we started off very small and then we grew into a big, a big team. Gotcha. So, but uh, executive sponsorship, physician champion, and engagement of both clinical and non-clinical units per se, it sounds like, right? Correct. Yes. Gotcha. So um, I think um, a barrier maybe to folks or uh, an intimidating factor with 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 this certification, you mentioned talking about having to submit your protocols and submitting data. Uh, the whole world of data with with hospital certification programs, I think, can be can be a bit of a beast. And um, and uh, you 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 having that background probably were less intimidated with that process. But talk us through the data abstraction and metrics. Um, is, is it an entirely different world with the certification program or, or what would hospitals need to prepare themselves for? Do they need to make EMR changes? Uh, bring us through the world of data abstraction and metrics with this. Um, so in our case, we did not need to um, do any EMR changes. Um, you don't, we, being part of the certification, we got access to a registry. So it was just ner- learning how to navigate your EMR and being able to pull the information from the EMR and enter it into the registry. Okay. Um, just, and you have guidelines that you have to follow. It was very simple going through your guidelines. What is it looking for? Um, you know, what information does it want from like, for example, the OPNO. Okay. So you know, did we convert to open? Was it a close procedure? Was it laparoscopic? Just mm-hmm. knowing how to navigate your medical record and knowing, following your guidelines, knowing what to enter into the registry. Gotcha. So a mixture of process measures and outcome measures, it sounds like. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. And are, uh, monthly submission or what does that look like? How, how frequent? Uh, no. Well, so being in the registry is daily. And then okay. you could run you can run reports from the registry monthly, quarterly, um, however it is that you want to review them. Gotcha. So, so daily abstraction and, but it's there's no integration. So you're manually pulling that data over. Is that correct or? or that is correct. Entering? Yes. Gotcha. Correct. All right. I suppose. I suppose after you do it a few times and you navigate it much faster and it just becomes a part of your daily routine, I suppose. Huh? Right. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Makes- there after a while you're like, okay, I've memorized the guidelines. I know exactly what it's looking for. You just go into your medical record and look for whatever um, piece of element it's looking for and then uh, transfer it over to the um, registry. Gotcha. Very helpful. Thank you for that. So let's, um, Let's talk about standards of care, evidence-based practice. So you had to 
you've had to submit how you were doing things or, or protocols that you had in place, and then you had to adhere to new standards and, and different models of care, evidence-based practice. And um, so I'm just curious about how do, you know, so with this, uh, you probably had to change, uh, the you, physicians have to get on board with this and the nurses and everybody delivering this care has to get aligned with these models of care and this evidence. Uh, so how, how does, how did you guys accomplish that? Um, and uh, kind of what advice would you have around that of facilitating alignment with that evidence? Right. So, um, yes, we did have to, you know, put together our protocols, review all that. Um, it had to go through um, different types of committees for approval. If, you know, if um, a protocol was how to take care of the patient um, post-op, then it goes through um, the committees that are involved in that. How is a nurse going to know how to take care of these patients? So submitting all our protocols to the appropriate committees, um, getting approval. Once they were approved, they were submitted with the application. But um, we have um, our medical director who worked along with the other bariatric surgeons. Um, they did a great job at looking at all the evidence-based practice. Um, they uh, put together all the information or brought the brought the information to the committee where we all reviewed it. Uh, we compared that information that we receive um, from our quality department as they are always uh, reviewing and tracking any opportunity for improvement. Um, it was something that if it was something that we were struggling with, we reviewed the evidence-based practice and we came up with the next steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may mean that we would have to review um, we would have to review and implement, uh, if it was something we were struggling, we would have to possibly implement it into our hospital. Um, And being part of the university, our mission here in the health system is continuous learning and growth. So um, because of that, we're always looking at evidence-based and always wanting to just learn and try to provide the best care we can to our patients. Absolutely. That's helpful. So um, really aligning it to, to the, the missions of your and the visions of your organization and physician champions, a huge, huge part of that. So, uh, so that makes sense. Um, let's go back to just talking about the survey itself. Um, so most of us are familiar with accreditation surveys and they're three days long and they're just the, the long grind and, and going through that piece. And um, what does it look like uh, uh, for a certification? Is it similar? Or how long is it? Who's involved? Uh, bring us through. Bring us through the day per se. Okay. So um, we knew about a month or two in advance when the surveyor was going to um, come. Gotcha. So the American College of Surgeon emailed us an agenda that we had to follow the day of the site visit. Uh, based on the certification type that we applied for, the site visit was for a full day. Um, So the surveyor, um, you know, is here from like eight to four. Um, Following the agenda, um, there was certain, like the welcoming ceremony, it it told you exactly, okay, who needs to be part of the welcome ceremony? You need, you know, your executive team, you need your bariatric surgeon, you need the coordinator, all those people were key elements to being part of the welcome ceremony. Um, And then just the agenda was very easy to follow. It told us exactly okay, from this time to this time, uh, the surveyor is going to do a walk through your hospital. Anywhere that a bariatric patient can touch, um, she is welcome to go any in those areas. And then for like maybe two or three hours, she did a chart audit. She review- She had selected, um, randomly selected maybe 10 or 15 cases 
that possibly had complications and she reviewed them to see if, you know, if we were doing the right thing. And then um, the other part of the day was just interviewing staff, asking them, um, you know, how do you take care of a bariatric patient? Um, and then she also, um, we, I had put together a binder with all the standards and, and everything that we had in place to be in compliance with that standard. So she reviewed the binder um, that I had prepared and that was the end of the day. Then we did a closing ceremony where she talked about our strengths and our weaknesses and said, we'll put together a report and you'll receive um, notification of the outcome within, I think it was like six or 12 weeks. Gotcha. So it's... we actually just received <laughs> notification yesterday, which was great news. So we um, are officially an accredited bariatric center through the American College of Surgeons. Great. Well, congratulations with that. Yes, thank so, you. So that timing, that's a long, that's a long wait though. You said six to 12 weeks after they leave. You I don't... know. <laughs> yes. I'm like, please tell us. <laughs> but at the same time that you get a month, you get to know exactly what day they're coming and you had a month in advance to know that. Correct. So, yes, we did. Yep. So any vacations Paula had scheduled were canceled for that date because you had to be. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the, the planning of everything, I mean, knowing the time that they're coming is great because then you reach yeah. out to everybody and be like, okay, are you available this day? You know, it, yeah. it was going back and forth with the surveyor a little bit because, um, you know, somebody was on PTO that had to be here that day. So, um, gotcha. just, yeah. That makes sense. So, let's, yeah. so you just went through this successful survey. Talk to us about, so to UNM Sandwell Regional Medical Center, talk to us about um, what, what's changed at the hospital? What, what benefits has the hospital seen from this process? Obviously, what benefits have the patients seen from, from your hospital kind of going through this? Okay. So, um, yes, going through this, we have um, a designated team that specifically is looking at our bariatric program. Mm -hmm. um, the expertise we have on our team has helped us create a great model of care for our patients. And uh, being part of the American College of Surgeons um, does give us access to resources and networking opportunities and education so that we can always deliver the best care to our patients. Gotcha. So um, kind of energized everybody around, around this service line, you would say? Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we worked very well together. You know, it's like we bonded together and um, now we have a great program. Gotcha. And yeah, that's what I was curious about. So like, you know, thinking about, you know, culture and teamwork of everybody involved, uh, you know, talk to us through, through that a little bit more, you know, what effect has this had on the team and everybody that's put so much effort into this and, and having success with it? Yeah. So um, through the process, we have enhanced um, the structure of our bariatric program we um, have prepared, the, um, um, we are prepared and we have developed great working relationships with everyone. I mean, we, we were here day and night, you know, working together, just getting ready for everything. So um, it's brought us closer together. And even, you know, the whole hospital um, is appreciative of that. Like they were all very involved. How can I help? What can I do? You know, we need to do this and just, willing to help and work together. Um, we were all very well tuned in and very excited for this. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's what, I, you know, um, 
and it makes sense, you know, thinking about certification programs, you, know, you didn't have to sign up for this, right? I mean, yeah, Correct. it's not, it's yeah. not like an yeah, accreditation surveys have maybe a different mood around them because it's something you have to do. And, and maybe sometimes can be uh, thought of as that, as punitive, you know, maybe from the accredited organization coming in, but here it's really thinking about, you know, kind of the clinical excellence per se or center for excellence and, and, Kind of having high standards for yourself and and for the better of the patients and sure. and Correct. really about like I said it's it's a voluntary process um, so you know and that's kind of you know I wanted to you know hear from you particularly around all the steps and and what to expect and and what does the planning look like what does the data look like all of that's really helpful especially if there's hospitals who haven't gone through um, as many as your hospitals have. Uh, so just to close, is there any other kind of advice that you would give for a hospital who hasn't gone through certification before? Uh, any other advice that we didn't touch on today? Um, well, really just taking it step, uh, one step at a time, really um, looking at your standards, creating, you know, a binder or, or a spreadsheet, something, if you know, electronically or a binder, whatever is easier for you. And just really understanding what the standard is and what it's asking for. Um, that was the way I, I took it. It was, okay, um, what is the standard? What is it asking for? What do I need to have in place so that I can say, yes, we are doing it, and here's you know what we have in place. Um, just making sure that you have the right people at the table. Um, one big thing that when I first started was like when I looked at the standards and I looked at the book, I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. This is, it's a lot, but um, not letting the standards intimidate you for sure. Um, and just taking it one at a time. What is it asking for? What do I need? And and who do I need to work with to get this in place? And being resourceful and don't be afraid to ask questions. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, that's all, that's very helpful, and it all kind of connects to the theme of uh, and like and what you reiterated again was getting the right team together because uh, you couldn't do it on your own, obviously. And absolutely and looking, not. Right. And I think looking at those standards for somebody would be intimidating for anyone. So but it's, it's looking at what team do we got to bring together? How can we build momentum around this and, and achieve this? And, you know, um, all the positives that come with that, that you were able to share today is, is, is great. So congratulations to you and your hospital and your team. And uh, obviously your patients are, are lucky to uh, receive care in your hospital uh, with the, the standards that you all have set for yourself. And so I uh, just wanted to thank you again, Paula, for joining us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you for, for having me. It's been great. Sounds good. So, and thanks for everybody for listening today. Again, this was episode 15. Uh, we plan on doing around five or so more for the rest of the year here. So that was the goal. That's what I committed us to when we first started this. Probably do 20 episodes in a year. And uh, so after the annual meeting, we'll probably get real busy with five more episodes that will bring us to a close of 2019 and then continue on and forward. So uh, with that, we will close today's episode and we'll catch everybody on the next one. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Advancing Quality and Patient Safety. Future episodes of this podcast can be heard at anchor.fm forward slash NMHA or subscribe to the podcast using the Anchor app. Please visit NMHA's HIN newsletter for materials and resources related to this podcast.